Anime Rigamortis, brought to you by Al Dente Rigamortis and the Roleplaying Exchange. I'm your host, Review Cultist, and tonight we have a special guest. Hello, this is Adam from the Roleplaying Exchange. I feel kind of naked without having my own special voice. I'll have to work on that in the future. <coughs> I mean, it's it's sometimes worth it. <laughs> it it's worth the it's worth the throat <laughs> issues. <laughs> Uh, as I sip down some water. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're doing another anime rigamortis. Um, the previous one was uh, with Kame House Party, but uh, the one that really kind of got my idea for this um, was uh, I was listening to uh, to Role Playing Exchange's interview with uh, Noah and Aaron from uh, from uh, Thinking Too Hard About Anime, uh, which is the sister podcast i guess to kame house party um and it, it it brought to light something i didn't know about you adam <laughs> which is that you basically grew up on the same kind of anime that i did <laughs> and um like again listening to that show listening to like kame house party and and think too hard about anime and that interview that you did um it kind of got me back into the anime groove after like a long period of like just like casual like observance from like the outside again mm-hmm. like i thought it was out but they brought me back in <laughs> it always happens um, man yeah so yeah and it, you 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 mentioned one of your the animes that you'd grown up on were was three by three eyes and i was like oh my god <laughs> i love three by three eyes i didn't realize you you also watched that stuff <laughs> Yeah, so. I have like a, a weird, really weird relationship with anime because, and I, it's, this has been stated on the episode which you were referring to with Noah and Aaron, but uh, basically, you know, growing up in rural Kentucky, I think some of the first anime exposures I had was like my mother would go to a video rental place and pick up. Uh, well, that looks like a cartoon, and it's got a ninja on it. Like, I'm, I'm sure my son will like it. And, and I, mean, I got was yeah, that Ninja Scroll. <laughs> it, it was something of that caliber. I don't. I've, I've, I cannot find what it was, but I can remember. I can remember the two main characters having sex on a boat, and it, like, as an early age, like that stuck in my mind. I was like, "What is that?" And it was blood and guts and all that. So I cannot. It may be Ninja Scroll. I don't want to watch Ninja Scroll just because. If it is it, and I see it again, then it'd be like kind of, uh. so, yeah. you know, I, got, I had exposure like this. And when my parents finally bought the old school uh, satellite dish that you basically either, we didn't have one that you hand cranked around. I mean, it was about the size of a, of a child's like swimming pool, kind of like the way the dish was shaped. Yeah. And uh, when I had that, that's whenever I really started to jump into the anime wormhole. And there was a channel, which I can't even tell you the name of. It's been so long ago. I think it was on Satellite S11 or something crazy like that. It's funny what sticks with you. But they would air just um, different anime movies or series every like Saturday night. So I, I actually started in my teens. I started watching that. And I got to see things like Doom Megalopolis. Um, 
uh, Castle Lupin, uh, that's Lupin, uh, Castle Cagliostro, excuse me, uh, you know, several things like that. And uh, Three by Three Eyes was the one, I th- honestly, you know, looking back to it, like, I think that's the first anime series I really got to sit down and watch, like, you know, a series of. Most of the things that I had seen were just maybe two-hour extended movie kind of deals like that. But, yeah. But, yeah, I I love it, and I'm glad to talk to you about it. Excellent. Yeah, my my kind of start was, like, I, I got pretty young into it. Um, Like, again, what, like, when I was young, when I was, like, in, like, elementary and stuff like that, we watched, like, uh, I, I was a very, I was definitely a... Uh, I was a morning kid, um, so like those years are gone. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I would watch like I would get up at like five in the morning and and watch like uh, uh, Canadian broadcast television that was like for like the kids that stayed uh, who stay, uh, for the for the adults that like had ju- were just about to go to bed or the the kids that got up late or got up early enough to watch like more mature stuff. Um, so and by mature stuff I mean like Gundam Wing, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, like. Hello Kitty and like that kind of like those kind of things like those were the they for some reason they decided to put anim- like that kind of anime at like five o'clock in the morning. Wicked six o'clock. City. Yeah, no, no, I never I, I didn't actually know about Wicked City until like much until like much more recently. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So I and like through my high school years, I watched like Dragon Ball, like Dragon Ball Z, those kind of things. Um, Gundam Wing, like I said, Escaflone. Um. Three by three eyes, which is the one we're covering today. Again, this is, so anime rigor mortis. We're kind of diving more into like animes that are have horror aspects and like because anime does kind of have kind of a creepy pasta esque vibe sometimes, especially like even like like you're saying like I can't I, I remember this as a child, uh, but like now like it's like I don't I, I don't know if, like exactly what the channel was. So it's almost like a lost episode in itself. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. trying to find, trying to reminisce on like something that you, something that uh, was was um, affected you in your childhood. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember I remember finding Three by Three Eyes in high school, um, as the manga. I never, I didn't even know there was an anime really until like much later. Uh, and around this time in my in my in like high school and stuff, I was like, I was the animes I was like finding at the uh, the local rental store was like, um, uh. Blood the Last Vampire, um, oh. which is like a, a horror, like it was like a, a one-shot OVA that they eventually, like down the road, like a decade later, they turned into an, an anime series that was a little bit more cheerful. But this one was definitely like a horror one, um, like the first OVA they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were the kind of animes I I I, I started with, and around this time I had found like uh, I, I would go to the local comic shop and they'd sell. Uh, manga series of like Gundam Wing and like these other ones, and I found this one by Dark Horse called Super Manga Blast, and it just had like it was kind of like a Shonen Jump, but like a, for like a slightly more mature content, yeah, or slightly more like um like more yeah more mature manga series. Um, like they I think they had Pat Labar in it and uh, a few other like less child like less less young teen friendly stuff. Um, and three by three eyes had a few chapters in it and it really kind of like shook me or got me interested into the, uh, the series because it involved like, there was so, like transformation and there's some nudity and there was some gore. And I was like, okay, I kind of like this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I it was getting into that, like the, uh, the, the horror, it was, it was, it was definitely peaking my horror, like gorehound kind of, uh, mentality at the time. Um, so I, I attempted to hunt down, um, through the next couple of years, all of the volumes that I could that were translated from from Dark Horse, 
which I found out was like volume one through eight, which I now own of 40 volumes as I've discovered recently. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to give a little bit of a breakdown about three by three eyes here. Um, like a little bit of its, of its of its publication history, and then also like what the show entails, because we haven't really gotten into that yet. Okay. Um, so uh, Yuzu uh, Yuzu Takata um, started the series back in 1987, and the main series didn't end until 2002. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, Dark Horse um, translated uh, the English uh, of like uh, uh, some English volumes up to like uh, up to. Uh, basically volume eight um but because of like how slow it took them to pop them out um they they just you just uh, and i think they lost either lost the rights or they just stopped publication they canceled it um and the series of three by three eyes follows yakumo uh a high schooler who's been turned into an immortal servitor um and pi um, the last surviving member of a triclops race of of supernatural demon people, um, who wished uh, and and she wishes to become human. Uh, and over the course of the series, at least the stuff I I I've read and watched, um, they they travel across Asia in search of a means to this goal, uh, while gathering friends, facing enemies, and uncovering the mysteries of Pi and her past. Because uh, she's also um. Uh, Pi is like this has a very like sweet and like sweet girl kind of uh, personality, but as soon as her her third eye opens up, um, a secondary um, identity op uh, comes into play that's formed over the course of uh, like the the Pi and second uh, the the first personality and second personality kind of like I guess they split or or formed um, yeah, like over the course of her like sleeper kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah, it, and and we find out in the series that it was because, um, like over the course of like three hundred years of her life, like waiting, or like like trying to find uh, herself, or like wait, or like uh, since the events of like what happened to her, um, it was kind of a a defense mechanism to like save her from the horror that she uh, she uh, was exposed to um, prior to the three hundred years um, uh, until the present. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's this, and and that the that one is called the uh, the Sanjian, which is I think the the actual name for the uh, for the the Triclops race. They're called the Sanjian, um, and so it was it's just known as the Sanjian. And uh, and Pi's uh, more plucky personality is kind of like the more human angle or the more human um, personality, whereas this one is more of like the the demonic, strict, like kind of no nonsense, um, uh, occult personality yeah um and it, it shows up periodically and there's there's like conflict between uh, uh between it and yakumo or like because it has a very imperious view of yakumo um because pai um and sanjian are the reason why yakumo is a an immortal zombie servitor to pai <laughs> because uh like day one um yakumo uh in an attempt to defend pai from a monster got killed and then Sanjian took his soul and absorbed it and turned him into her personal servitor. So like, like you do. Yeah. Like you do. Um, <laughs> it was a match made in heaven <laughs> or hell. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, the, the, the series then like after that, it's basically an occult adventure with horror and romance, uh, romance aspects as um, Yakumo and Pai form a very strong uh, kind of relationship over the course of, the series 
um, in their goal to become human again. Yeah. Um, so, and the anime, uh, so, so yeah, that was, that was like, that's basically the manga that like I, I, I grew up on, um, during my, like my, my high school years and like into early college. And then you brought up like that there was an anime, like a few, like a, a few months back. And then after about like two months of waiting to, fu- to get my copy of the anime, <laughs> uh, I finally acquired it. <laughs> And and gave it a, a watch, and my, my uh, I, I noticed a few things about uh, kind of revisiting Three by Three Eyes. Um, the first one being that like the anime is basically a speed run through the story arcs of the the manga through uh, volumes one through eight, um, like leading up to basically like the end of the the Kunlun conflict and Pai's uh, regaining of her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And it's it's over it's uh there's there's four four episodes in the first OVA which is three by three eyes and then uh sorry it's uh the the first the first um air like sec the first OVA is immortals and it's four uh four uh four chapters and then there's a second OVA that's a sequel to that called Legend of the Divine Demon that is three episodes long and this was also my introduction to animes that have that that go past like the 22 24 minute mark cuz that was my that had always been like my like my knowledge into anime was that like they they they're like regular tv segment episodes i'd never really seen or seen an anime that went longer than that like and each of these six episodes go on for like 45 50 minutes if not longer yeah so I, it kind of blew my mind um so yeah, even though you're get you're getting four episodes in season one, uh, each one is about double episodes. So I mean, you're getting like you know somewhere between eight or nine in content. Which I mean, I didn't. I'm kind of the opposite. Everything I had seen was like a fully feature film. So when I yeah. whenever like I had to ease myself down to the um, model of like guts and uh god what's the one with d the vampire not vampire hunter d but uh uh helsing oh yes yeah and and you know stuff like that like it when it was smaller like (laughs) so it's just kind of an interesting observation there uh now i do want to go ahead and jump the gun here a tad bit because you noticed something in your referencing this anime series that i didn't pick up on in the very beginning or I have just lost in the sands of time since I I don't think I've seen this since oh shit like I, I bought the 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 DVDs when I was in college so you know sometime in early 2000s but who yeah. does some who's our special guests are on this vocal, yeah vocal. so like first episode of the show I'm like I'm sitting down and watching it and uh, there's a there's a character uh, that's Yakumo's boss. Um, she's a, uh, I think she in the series she's a, 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 a either a former or current yakuza member, um, and she's uh, I'm, I'm guessing transgendered because they Japan does stuff. Different. Japan, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like because he works at like a, a, a bar, but he has to, uh, Yakumo works at a bar um, where um, uh, male characters uh, are dressed up as women, mm-hmm. and and uh, the boss, I think, I think that's all her name is, um, is yeah, always presenting of that as that, um, and 
in the anime, I I didn't re- I, I I as soon as he they she started talking, I I I was like, holy shit, it's Keith motherfucking David <laughs> of Goliath Bay of like Goliath and gargoyles, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and I yeah, I did a little bit of digging. The English dub voice, uh, some of the English voice dub, uh, the English dub voice actors are. Are, we're also members of the cast for Gargoyles, the TV show. And it just blew my mind. <laughs> hey, Keith David's got bills, son. He got to get paid. Yeah, no, no. And he, he does. He's he, he, uh, whenever, whenever the boss is in, is in, is on the episode, like Keith David, like chews up the scenery with his dialogue. Like he, he nails it. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it was really fun, um, to hear, uh, to see that. Yeah, there's there's some other things about the series um, that were are kind of interesting uh, and I'm not sure if problematic, but uh, well, we're able to look at stuff through the lens of time. And not yeah. saying that these issues weren't problematic then, but either through our uh, inexposure to more complex ideas or yeah. just you know, you know being naive in general like i i like great teacher on azuke in the beginning but when i as a 40 year old man i sit there and start like hey yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like oh my <laughs> god stranger danger somebody's on a watch list kind to of. be fair actually i had i had a recent thing because I, I just recently finished my hero academia and there's a villain at the end that's like very like he, he's like not he's a non-villain like he's he's a villain that doesn't want to hurt people he just wants to be infamous um, and he's going around, he's got white hair and like, looks like an older guy. He's 32. Um, oh God. which I was like, wow, thanks anime. <laughs> Make me feel, no, I think he's 34, but it's like, yeah, he makes me like, yeah. And, and, um, and he has a, a very small petite, um, girlfriend in the show. And I'm like, Hmm, Hmm. How old is she? And I, I looked it up. Like I, I Wikipedia it because I had to, like, I was like, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this. She's 22, and he's 32, 34. I guess that's kind of okay, but uh... <laughs> it's it really like it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but I tell you what, to go ahead and start our reflection on something that we had enjoyed as a child, or not child, but you know when we were young, as, as young in our youth. <laughs> now. And I was actually trying to, well, I'm in my room now walking around trying to make it over to my collection of PlayStation 3 games because I, I am going to tie it in with something. But yeah. basically, Pi is, the character Pi is what I want to talk about for a moment and was, was hit some familiar anime tropes that one might encounter. Okay, so Pi, we have the personality is very like, childlike in a way. And, very naive and to the world. Naive, innocent. She's, uh, you know, depicted as being an attractive woman and stuff like that. And then you have the more assertive personality. What was that one's name again? It's been uh, a while. Sanjian. Sanjian. And, you know, she's a domineering one. And but at the same time, like, I think that this is, like, you're really um, condensing some anime tropes here. So you've got the innocent girl next door. And then you have the bossy one is swinging around a a, a blade, practice yeah, or like stuff. or the giant bat, <laughs> like that yeah. kind of like almost like Sundari a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, exactly. to reference another otak like another anime weeb um, <laughs> trope. Yeah, and and it's almost like a harem in a way. If you wanted to it think about it, is. Like, yeah, it, it reminds me of an, an actual video game 
that I bought for the PlayStation 3 called um, Time and Eternity. Because I'm one of these people who's like, ooh, NIS America just released a game. I'll take a look at it. And, you know, sometimes these are problematic. But it's even a game and has, like, one princess has two. Her, her sister inhabits her body as well. And then as the game switches between the sister and uh, the one is the personality, like, you know, you got you got two people, but you got one kind of thing right there that your main protagonist is after. I don't know why I remember that. I want to make a correlation to a PlayStation 3 game. But yeah, you have, uh, you got, the again, the girl next door and then the strong uh, domineering one. And like, am I mistaking or doesn't Sanjian also develop some affection towards our main character throughout the course of the anime? Yeah, in the anime, um, in the manga, as of as of volume eight, she still kind of, she she does, but she's also still kind of, she's definitely a lot more um, uh, a lot more of a like obnoxious like like kind of bully to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the anime, at the end of, by the end of the anime, yeah, she definitely has like she softens up a lot more to him like she but it's it's still kind of like a a, a master slave kind of kind yeah. of uh, a thing but it's definitely softer than it, than it initially was yeah there's some subconscious kind of like issues that somebody was battling with or with yeah i i have to wonder sometimes with like like it, it's de- especially since the series has been run, ran for so long like it's it's so interesting to to see like how things were like how views were as in like the late late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder like how, how it, how it progressed into like the two thousands. If it there... did at all. <laughs> so what's, what, uh, do you have anything to add about, uh, Pi and Sanjian other than my initial, uh, reflection? Um, uh, not, I mean, for, for them, um, it is, it, like you said, it is kind of like almost, it's, it's almost like a, a like a twin sistery kind of relationship they have. Um, and, and then the, uh, there's also like a, a like, uh, I'm, this is going to be confusing some things, but like, um, there is an arc halfway through the, the, the first like few volumes and like halfway through the series or like at the, at, at the, at the end of, um, of, uh, three by three eyes, the, uh, immortals arc, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in leading into the legend of the divine demon arc, um, we see that there's a, now a third personality of sorts, uh, that kind of bring is brought in, uh, cause there's a, because Pi forgets her me- or loses her memories between arcs because of, a, of an incident that happens at the end of the the first arc, and it she now is a schoolgirl like she's no longer the naive like of the human world like the naive uh, uh, the naive girl um, who who doesn't who only speaks a little bit of of Japanese and like doesn't know about the human world that much and like you, Yakuma has to like kind of lead her through uh, the culture shock. Um, by the, in the, this next arc, she's basically like she's a schoolgirl. She goes to school. She has friends. Uh, she has grandparents because apparently uh, the, there's a like the story is that her like her parents died in a car accident and like that's what caused her amnesia uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, and then um, we discover later spoilers for a series that is when did this come out? 1991? No, 1995, 1996 is when this anime came out. So spoilers to that, <laughs> um, that it's revealed that, and also spoilers to the manga, but whatever, it, that's even older. Um, the, uh, this personality was implanted by one of the lead uh, adversaries of the series, um, 
I cannot remember his name at the moment. But um, basically, like it's a like a snake demon that he implanted in her mind um, after like the the last conflict they had, and it was supposed to usurp um, the uh, the person uh, Pi's personality, but it kind of merged with it. So yeah, it's it, it it adds complications, and that one and like it's it's really kind of heartfelt because by the end of this of that of that arc, this personality realizes that it's a it's a it's some kind of like like a some kind of a third implanted personality and by by helping yakumo um who it's it's become like fond of and like fall in love with it's going to destroy itself but if it means that pi and 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 yakumo will still be together then that's okay and it ends up like basically sacrificing its um its personality its identity um to save Yakumo. So like, yeah, basically, yeah, it, it really is kind of a harem now that I think about it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's, it's like it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a it's like a a, a uh, it's a sleeper <laughs> it's a sleeper uh, harem. <laughs> Cuz the show the series is supposed to be more about like Pi, but it is also about Yakumo. Uh, it, they kind of share the the spotlight um like intermittently in the series. Yeah, uh, Sorry. He's kind of like a bullet sponge, more or less, at least oh, yeah. in, the, in the earlier episodes. And then, uh, yeah, I tell you what, this this is probably a good time for us to kind of talk about Yakumo because I did, I remember beans about him, but at the same time, like I remember the series starts with man who's good intentions. Like it's a very common trope. I think like didn't Tenchi Moya have like yeah, Tenchi Moya? Some... Basically, it's it's that archetype where like the character. Um, is like the like the friendly, like nice to everybody, like no, not a not a really really not a a bad bone in their body, um, kind of kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Yakumo's kind of like that. I mean, he still has some spots. Like he he's, I'd say he's a little bit more interesting than Tenchi from Tenchi Moyo because yeah. he's at least at least like later Tenchi. I guess I, I I if if you ever watch the early Tenchi Moyo stuff, he's also kind of got similar uh like flaws in his personality or in his character but he kind of like even they kind of like fade either fade away because uh everything else is so, just so much more interesting than tenshi in that series yeah <laughs> or um he just becomes a, a lot more two-dimensional <laughs> um but yeah in in uh in three by three eyes yakumo uh yeah starts off like He's trying to like rescue the like like this 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 like homeless girl basically um who ha- who seems to have a, a connection to him um through his uh his uh his his Call of Cthulhu investigator father essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> like his father is straight out of a, a Call of Cthulhu scenario like a like an occult adventurer like uh, almost like a or an academic type that's like that travels the world looking for um for uh, strange supernatural like artifacts and such um. And like near, like right in that first like uh, encounter, like after like a few, after like I think a day or so, uh, in that encounter, um, uh, a monster, like uh, this monster bird Takumi, um, uh, is is found ravaging around the the city looking for Pi, um, and then it goes to attack Pi, and Yakumo jumps in the way, getting impaled by its claws. Yeah, and then. Say, and then see the the thing I said earlier, where like uh, Sanjian opens up its third eye and absorbs Yakumo's soul to save him and turn him into a zombie, basically, um, like an immortal servitor that like no matter how many hits he takes, he'll always regenerate within seconds. 
So like he could, and, and in the series, we get that. Like he falls from like great heights. He gets hit by buses. He gets shot. <laughs> he gets all, limbs cut off. It's, yeah. And and every time he just kind of like some uh, smoke kind of like fills back into the wounds and heals him instantly. So, um, yeah, he he is now he's now what what is called a, a Wu in the series, which means uh, which is I believe Chinese for void. Yeah, I believe that's correct. I remember which that. I think ties into the fact that like he he's now soulless because the soul is now combined with uh that of Sanjian. Yeah. So they're they're now intrinsically tied. Like he he will never die, and he's kind of like the 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 Renfield to Pi's Dracula, um, as like he is kind of like her protector, her her minion, um, and as long as she doesn't die, he will never die, no matter how badly he gets killed or how badly he gets like, like uh, wounded and stuff. Fucked up uh, power fantasy, isn't it? It really kind of is. Now you think about it. yeah. Now that I think about it, like even I think even back in the day like when i first found the manga i was like i was uh, yeah it was definitely like one of those like boyish kind of daydream things or yeah. boyish kind of fantasies of like having a monster girl friend <laughs> basically <laughs> and never and being able to protect them yeah <laughs> it's definitely got that kind of uh that that young that you that, that more youthful uh kind of fantasy that ki- that that boys have sometimes <laughs> Oh God, and it, it's really kind of unhealthy too because I, I was thinking about this a lot as we, uh, well, you prepped a hell of a lot more than me. I just kind of flopped the seat of my pants anyway. But like, here's something that occurs to me, and I forgot about the father. So essentially, like, and this is a common trope, and not just anime, but just unfortunately, I think literature from everywhere, like the the. A female figure is a prize. It's something to be won. It's something to be protected. Like yeah. And it, you know, these things will appear to our uh, appeal, excuse me, to our um, uh, misguided notions as, as teenagers and, you know, people, you know, discovering what love is and stuff like that. Like with the notion of if I'm a, if I'm a, just a good person and if I do the blah, 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 then this is like, I'm going to get the girl at the end. Mario gets the princess at the end of the castle. Uh, y- y- I almost called Yakimo. Yakimo, <laughs> yeah. like Pi is pretty much destined to him and all that. Like it's, um, it's just like a very unfortunate common trope. Now, yeah. here's where it gets disturbing. She's his birthright through his father's interactions. Have you picked up on that? kind of right yeah because he like well because it's uh, i i always thought it was just basically like a passing of the torch of like duty to like to Pi, like her her like his his dad promised Pi that he would help her make uh, be human but then he got injured like gravely injured and died so he told Pi to go find his son yakumo and he will continue his father's like work basically God. <laughs> but what? i could see that as well <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, fuck, and, and they use this trope everywhere. Like, think, of, have you seen Tron 2? Uh, yeah. Watch, oh, like, my God. The girl, like, yes, yeah, she was, like, that's his birthright. Like, it's a, it's a common trope, and I'm not going to just shit on, like, Japanese anime. No, for we them. do it in the, Western as, in the Western cultures as well. Yeah. And, I mean, these are maybe things I'm more hypersensitive to now as, you know, as a as a teacher, as someone who works with young people, as a father of two daughters and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, it's this is another one of those instances when I watched something that I watched through different eyes. And then it, uh, 
you know, I don't see the same thing all over again and stuff yeah. like that. The rose-colored glasses are off. Oh, and God, you yeah. see something else. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it's not to say that this is a bad series. Like, for what it is, like, I, I loved it. I loved the, it, the action in it, the, the storyline. You know, I'm sitting there pulling for Yakumo and Pi to get together and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's my soap opera. It's just my story. It really, yeah, it, it kind of has like a soap opera. Like, I, I think a lot of anime, like their um, their their romance angles are very soap opera esque, mm-hmm. which seems seems fitting because they're, they're a lot of them like they treat it like slice of life kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, and then they just throw in like random uh, supernatural and sci fi elements <laughs> occasionally. And they and they won't they won't complete it in one episode. Like they could fall in love by episode two, but then what the fuck is everybody else going to be kind of cheering for as yeah. it goes on and stuff? Well, again, like the series went on for like forty volumes over the course of a two decades. I no, would... okay, only uh, just over a decade and a half because it's eighty-seven to two thousand two. So that's about almost ten, almost fourteen years, I think. Um, that he he wrote and drew the, the this manga series, and like it. I'm I betting like after volume eight, it was still will they won't they <laughs> through yeah. up, up until they became human. May I hope I hope they became human by the end. I need to sit down and like read some scanlated uh uh epi- like uh, editions of the series online. I know there are um some some uh some websites on online that you can actually go and find scanlations of the series. Um, I did poke my head in and it gets weird, <laughs> like like. They're walking like there was a few snippets I, I I gleaned into where they're just where they're where they're walking among a uh of like a, like a kingdom or a village of demon people. So I guess they went to hell or some other like or to like the demon dimensions or something. Maybe because they're no longer like there's parts in the sh- in the in the later s- volumes where they're just no longer walking among humans. They're walking among monster folk. So yeah, it, it it's 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 interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think uh, good anime is end after two seasons tops. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this series. I feel like actually maybe that might have been why they canceled it at volume eight because it is kind of a decent. Uh, like, I mean, it it doesn't resolve the uh, the 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 long term goal of becoming human, but it does wrap up um, two major arcs in the series. Yeah. Like they actually do fight. Uh, Benaris, I think, is the uh, the main antagonist because um, he's the. Um, He's the servant. He's the immortal servitor to the uh, to Pi's uh, former husband um, <laughs> uh, from from through by, from like back when the Sanjian like race existed. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a whole other like that's the other thing we got, I guess we should also bring up. So it is also revealed over the course of like the anime and in these eight volumes of manga that um, the the reason why the three the Triclops race went extinct was because one of their main one of their head members basically became a demon or a, a demon god um in his pursuit for power and uh got corrupted so he basically wanted to wage war on humanity um and the triclops is being relatively peaceful they rebelled against the their their fascist dictator uh and were slaughtered to a t or they i think they um sacrificed them all of them except for pi in an attempt to seal him away. Um, and so for 300 years, um, uh, Kyan Wang, the, uh, the, the, the big bad Triclops, um, demon God, uh, 
has been like slumbering in his home of Riley. I mean, uh, <laughs> Kunlun. <laughs> I got some words about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so, and then like Benaris has been out in the world, basically tr- biding his time, trying to figure, trying to find a way to to uh, um, revive his his dark lord. So, just going back to the uh, the anime series. So yeah, re- the, some more observances I noticed, uh, like watching it. Um, it's definitely of that era of the early '90s. Like, think it, 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 it almost like I was almost I, I googled it to try and f- to see it to confirm, and it, it isn't by them, but it almost looked like by the same team that did Akira or like the early the original Bubblegum Crisis anime series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, two anime series that were influential uh, at this time of like when I was watching anime. Um, while still maintaining the same kind of manga style that Yuzo Takata uh, employs in the manga, like it still looks like the manga's art, the the manga art style, but it also feels at times kind of like the Ak- the Akira and Bubblegum Crisis anime style, um, which I think is just a product of being from like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, um, there's definitely some oddities um, in the series as well. Um, like um i i noticed one some of the characters like they have pointed ears and that usually is a signifier of them being a supernatural entity like being secretly a supernatural entity like um there's uh there's several characters that are introduced in the first arc that uh like everyone else has normal human ears except for these like three and two of them turn out to be uh either obliquely or secretively bad guys <laughs> or like bad supernatural uh characters or like or like demon entities um the one that isn't that's throwing keeps throwing me off is uh Li Ling Ling she's the um uh the reporter for the occult magazine um and like kind of like a exorcist for hire uh but she doesn't quite believe in any of it she's like the skeptic of that new of that magazine um the Shane Madey <laughs> yeah and she's got like she's got like pointy ears and like i i, I kept think, i kept expecting her it to be revealed that she had some kind of like demonic trait or like some kind of supernatural thing but she never really does it's never brought up in the eight volumes of manga or the the anime ovas so i'm wondering like maybe down the road if i read through the 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 next 39 <laughs> or no like next 30 some odd volumes of manga it'll be revealed that she she was but it just seemed like an odd addition or like an odd little like trait to, to add, especially since the, hmm, sir. Oh, just like, especially since every other character we've seen that has like, uh, like pointy ears in the series turns out to be, um, of a, of a demonic persuasion. It's a guy with the gun. There's like a detective or. Pre- oh yeah. The, the, the John McClane character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's a, or no, he's like the Han Solo type because he's, uh, He's like an American um, occult adventurer, <laughs> and he shows up in the in the uh, the second arc with in when they go to when they're like trekking through China to try and find uh, uh, the lost city of the um, of the Sanjian, the Kunlun. Um, yeah, I think he's he's regular. I think he's a he looks like a nor- he's got normal ears. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, if he was like it or not. Yeah, no, he's got normal ears as far as I can tell. Does he die? I can't remember. Uh no, he um he gets very badly hurt, but he eventually uh he, like he I think he breaks some le- some bones and stuff. But uh, again, spoilers. <laughs> I 
I should just stop. I just stop doing spoilers. Um, uh, he uh, he ends up back in back in Los Angeles or uh, back in the states and uh, like with a with a girlfriend and stuff like that. Like when he's talking on the phone with his his monk friend from Tibet. Um, uh, it's it's shown like him uh, him like basically like recovering and like with a girlfriend in in the in the Americas. So I I remember that character more than I do the reporter and stuff like that because <laughs> I mean he had something to do in the in the final episodes. I remember that. Um, well, yeah, and that's the other thing like again something against the anime is the anime like basically just takes the first like it, it is four episodes that are all like about just less than an hour long but they they streamline so much into that series that, like and like all, like there's so much more uh character development of these characters in the manga um it, it was almost like it, it's like a, it almost felt like a movie adaptation rather than an anime yeah like, rather than an anime series um, like it could have basically, they could have ba- uh, just like combined the uh, the the min- the OVAs together into one, and it would have just been a movie, basically, uh, covering the uh, the first like handful of manga issues. I, I honestly think it's probably what it was, really. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's broken up, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I will say that the anime definitely has a lot more censorship on fan service than the manga does the manga definitely has a lot more nudity um more of the female nudity i should say because yeah. japan <laughs> mm-hmm. and um it, like a lot of the like a lot of scenes that I've, i I saw in the book in the manga that translate into the anime they definitely like were a lot more conservative over like what they showed which is points <laughs> yeah I, I can definitely go with it um we do get a much more, although the body horror in in one in one part of uh, the second arc, we definitely get a lot more uh, more of that in the uh, manga than the anime. So in the manga or in in the second arc of the series of the of the OVA, there's a, a doll demon that's basically been like uh, orchestrating Pi's uh, amnesia and like why and like basically her whole like her her backstory in the second arc of like being a uh, a schoolgirl and like having friends and having grandparents and stuff that was all basically fabricated by this doll demon that's been like kind of orchestrating her life um and it's a bit more body horror in the manga than the anime with pai's um friends from school being turned into a merged doll monster set um like just transmorgified by the demon into these doll monsters um Rather than in the anime, it's just there's two dolls that um, take them hostage and possess them. Like there's no like mutation; their bodies don't more change into doll people. <laughs> um, so I I feel like the I like the mangas take more than the anime because it was a little bit more of a horror angle there. But okay, yeah, that maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not knocking it. It's just been too long for me to remember that, and I've never have seen the manga. Uh, yeah. I was, I just Googled right now as we were sitting there. And this is how old this son of a bitch is. Like, it, you know how GeoCities has turned into something, oh, something no. cities and all that? I'm like, I, I found a picture of an accidental groping and stuff like that. So the anime did actually have those in it, but I don't see a hell of a lot. But that's good because I'd hate to have my <laughs> my children walk in. It's like, Dad, <laughs> Dad. What are, you, uh, what are you looking at? <laughs> don't judge me. But, um, you know, as you're talking about um, 
the differences and stuff like that. I do kind of want to return quickly to the concept of uh, there being, you know, two distinct series with this right here on the video. And I, I always thought it was kind of fun that it, like the first season, he's just getting his ass kicked. And then yeah. the second season, you get that power fantasy. And uh, it's almost like, I mean, it, they're two separate stories. I mean, it's not, it doesn't even feel like a continuation in a way. It's like, you know, he's, he's trying to save the girl in the beginning, but at the end he always has to rely upon her. And then, then as it keeps going and he's needing to rescue her from, uh, the trance. Like, yeah. Yeah. That she's been put into all of a sudden he's just like jumping on the scene. Well, yeah. Cause that's the, that's the thing uh, in the first series, like he's a fledgling, uh, immortal servitor versus like a centuries or like millennial old servitor to like the, the main adversary. So he like, he gets punked so many times in the, the main series. Cause he's like, just like, just out of, just out of zombiehood, I guess, or just into zombiehood. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. For, and then after the events of the, the, the end of the season one or arc one, um, like Pi goes missing. And so they, they endeavor like uh, Yakumo and friends to endeavor to try and find her. And he goes on like this trek through China looking for her uh, so that they can both become human again. And then it cuts to four years later. And then Yakumo is the, is actually it kind of, it's a nice kind of a nice switch over because at the very beginning of the first arc, Pi was the homeless girl on the streets of Tokyo looking for Yakumo. And now it's, Yakumo as like in almost the same outfit and like uh, an equipment on the streets of Tokyo um, after four years of training and and searching for Pi, he's returned back to Tokyo to find her uh, as a school like in school and without any of her memories from the the previous uh, arc. Yeah. Um. So it's a nice almost like uh, it's like a role reversal and then yeah in 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 his attempt to like help Pi gain her uh, memories back, um, it's revealed that like he's been training for these four months. Uh, or uh, these four years to uh, to search for it. <laughs> yes, the sorry, <laughs> I just saw the uh, ten reasons Dark Horse needs to finish uh, releasing. Yeah, yeah, that's 2017. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's y- y- we get like information of like he's been and he's not just been like physically training; he's been training into the occult. Like he's able to summon. Um, demon creature, like demon, uh, like tools, basically, like these, uh, these earth claws, uh, the Taucho or the Tochow, um, uh, that were a menace in one of the arcs or one of the, 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 the initial mysteries in the, in the first arc. He's now able to summon those as a, as a weapon, as a supernatural weapon against, uh, his foes in, in the, uh, uh in the second vault, uh, second arc. So, like, yeah, it's definitely kind of like, um, it's that anime trope of like the character starts off very weak, but like striving to be stronger. And then in the second season, he's got some tricks and he's, he's definitely improved. You can see character improvement, mm-hmm. which is he's a powered up. Little, there's, this is a unique little device of being able to, you know, add longevity to anything that you're working on too. If you kind of turn the main concept kind of on its ears, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's about, do you have anything else that could be said about the main series about like what about the your uh, re- recollect about the uh, the anime? Well, or should we move th- on to the? Well, I think if I were gonna like to, to sum up our the anime discussion in general, 
yeah. I think it's worth watching. I pointed out the problematic elements, but you're going to have that with a lot of stuff. And even stuff that comes out nowadays, there's a very juvenile approach uh, to certain aspects of relationships. And, you know, being aware of that sitting down, it's entertaining. Uh, I, I look forward to watching it again now that I know Keith David's in the thing. So I'm. <laughs> yeah. Because I meant to watch this before we did this. I was like, ah, I got time to do it. And then. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Um, it's it's pretty cool. I'm glad that you uh, went out and purchased this. It, it was something that I always look fondly upon. And whenever you mentioned to me previous, you know, and our just our private conversations that, oh my God, you know about Three by Three Eyes, and I I sent you the link to the DVD collection that yeah. you ordered and was held hostage in Kentucky for. Ever. because of because of pandemic <laughs> um <laughs> and 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 uh and uh delivery uh delays yeah i had to wait like a, a month and a half almost to get my to get my copy i i'm really sad that i i, I looked online uh, i'm pretty sure i looked around i could not find a streaming service that ca- that actually has it um i i have funimation now and i'm pretty sure it doesn't it's not on there and i don't think it's on Crunchyroll. The best that you could do, and if anyone of you all at home are kind of listening to this here, which we hope you are, otherwise we're just talking into the void. We're talking uh, into the woo. <laughs> we're talking into the woo. You can find, like, you can do, uh, like, YouTube videos. Of it. You can type in, like, 3 by 3 eyes episode 1. Oh, okay. So there are like that. And the one that I'm pulling up is actually, looks like it's only 26 minutes long. So it's probably so, a full thing, and it's but, really yeah. crappy quality. You should probably yeah. just try to buy it. Yeah, unfortunately, my like, my, like I, I went on Amazon. And I was like, oh, oh no, that's like a hundred and fifty dollars. No, thank you. <laughs> and then I went to eBay, eBay, and and was able to find it for about like thirty to thirty thirty five bucks. Yeah, um, which so. which is probably what it would have cost when it came out, since it was a two disc set. Yeah, by uh, by Pioneer. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it because awesome. And like, it, it's definitely a product of its time, uh, and definitely a product of the, the audience it's trying to, uh, uh, it's trying, it's trying to grab. Um, so like, kind of like young teen, like young, young male teens, basically. Yeah. Um, but like, even from like the get go, like, I was kind of enraptured with like the, even before I knew about the Cthulhu mythos, um, this felt, or like I think around the same time as I got into this series, uh, it was like I was getting into the Cthulhu mythos and stuff, and this felt very much like a like a Call of Cthulhu occult adventure investigative kind of horror thing. Yeah, um, just with a love interest, which also kind of like was interesting, uh, like like getting into that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so a flawed but pretty gem, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And- I think I'm getting kind of thirsty. Is it about time to go into the kitchen? Get a drink. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go into the kitchen and uh, and uh, if if you are if any of you are familiar with our kitchen segments from SCP entries and uh, and other um, non-story creepypasta stuff, uh, this is where we go in uh, t- go into the kitchen and try and work up some uh, maybe not creepypasta fodder, but some like some game fodder, like trying to see if, how we can make this gameable or how we can use this for uh, inspiration for a story. Um. I feel like a lot of mine are going to be just for gaming stuff. So, 
Thank gaming sounds good. So yep. you can go ahead and edit in that music. I'm sure you, you've been working on since last time I did it. So uh, yes, we totally have a musical zing for this. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, moving on, so moving on, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't you go ahead and start us off here? Like, what what gem have you glimmered from this uh, anime series? It's <laughs> decades old that uh, you would like that to I've revisited. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, even from the get go. Uh, like when I first discovered the manga, I loved the occult investigative horror angle of the series. Um, and rewatching it after a decade or more of of being uh, introduced to Call of Cthulhu uh, and the, the the Cthulhu mythos and like all that kind of stuff, I definitely see a lot of potential for like a Call of Cthulhu campaign or like even some one shots based off of this. Um, Li Ling Ling, the the character we mentioned earlier, she's she's um, a like a, a journalist and like uh, a member of this occult magazine group, like publishing group, uh, in in Hong Kong, and I could e- like that's definitely a a good like kind of uh, wrap a wrap around um, or framework for a campaign where you're um, an occult magazine that that's going you're basically Phnom X from Delta Green. Um, the uh the they're kind of like a paranormal um tv show or media uh expose expose sort of uh sort of group in in the uh the the delta green call of cthulhu mythos stuff um that's also the butt of a lot of missions yeah (laughs) but you could play as as that kind of group it would definitely give you like an in on like investigating strange mysteries and like dealing with the occult um i actually rewatch like another another thing um from this time of my introduction to three by three eyes, the manga and stuff like that. Um, I went to Thailand um, around the time I was discovering three by three eyes and reading the, the reading up on like Lee Ling Ling and her, uh, and her occult magazine stuff. And so when I was down in like uh, uh, down in like Bangkok and Hua Hin in Thailand, um, we'd go, we went to a few of the, uh, the malls and, uh, and stores there. And they have like racks of, of occult supernatural magazines like uh at least my, from my from what i was uh what i was able to uh to get uh, glean stuff from like the uh, the covers and like when i asked for like a translation of, of some of the things um so there there's definitely um you could you could either do this in like uh your your backyard like in north america if you're like us and westerners yeah. or you could set it in like hong kong or thailand or somewhere in asia um and and basically have it be like a like a, a mid '90s or even like now, um, like you're an occult magazine that that covers a, a wide range of like cryptid sightings, supernatural occurrences, exorcisms, um, and demonic possession stuff. And then stumble upon a conspiracy or like a mystery that like goes across like a, a series where you're suddenly now traveling to Tibet to try and find the lost city of of Kunlun, the where the uh, where an ancient race of triclopses live. Um, and kind of on that, um, the uh, uh, where is it? the the whole idea of Kunlun, um, the uh, the in in the manga and in the anime, um, they they travel through China and to, into into Tibet, uh, searching for the lost city of the Triclopses, like where where Kian Wang is has been sealed away, and where uh, it's revealed that like that's basically like the graveyard of all the the remaining of all the other Triclopses. But in order to get to it, they, they they travel through the mountains of Tibet and China to get to it. But they ultimately have to go through a, a cave-like portal to get to a secret location 
like a secret uh like mountain range in um um in another dimension and the whole time i'm 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 watching this in the show and like rereading the, the manga. I'm just like, this is just the plateau of Lang from from Call of Cthulhu, and the mythos. Because like, yeah, it's like, and you could definitely just do like a Call of Cthulhu game where like you're an occult magazine or uh, a Delta Green agents of, of some of some variety, um, who are tracking down these like less than human uh, agents for that are are working to try and uh, find the secret access to the plateau of lang um but they know it as kunlun like through the the history and stuff of like that and like you could even like introduce like a new ser- a new ra- a servitor race of like triclopses in call of cthulhu mythos um it, it it really wouldn't be that hard like you could use um uh but yeah you could just basically give them like a basically they're, they're like a sorceress race kind of thing i'm pretty sure there are even like um various creatures or like denizens in the mythos um and like statted out that you could use like uh, uh the kinyan kind of come to mind a little bit the um the the people that live underground um in uh, north america or yeah. even even the chocho for uh if you want to kind of try and redeem that troublesome aspect of lovecraft and uh, the cthulhu mythos one of many one of yeah, many yeah one of many one of many um and speaking of the the Chocho, uh, which I, I only say because there's an interesting um, uh, just kind of verbal connection I just realized for uh, for something I was going to bring up. So even some of the spells or some of the the summons that you we get in the series, like um, there's a lot of summoning of monsters to do your dirty work or to do things. And there's one that's like uh, basically it's like a, a crab or insect like demon uh, that is completely invisible. But like will will is used to like just slash up and slice up your enemies uh, when you need to. And it, it, at first, it's it's basically introduced as a as a Cthulhu like investigation, like murder investigation, where um, uh, Li Ling Ling and 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 uh, Yakumo and Pai go to a uh, a rich billionaire's mansion because uh, the the uh, uh, a a million uh, like this this uh, this rich man's been murdered and his wife is looking to figure out why his wife uh, why his uh her why her husband was murdered and it's revealed that the murder was like it had like three massive gashes like like basically cut him in twain um and his like the and then it's just it's it's uh, discovered that it was actually um uh the butler i believe or even maybe even the wife herself who's secretly some kind of like a servitor to cayenne wang um Offed her, uh, offed the husband, so that they could uh, get more power from the the uh, the, the money and stuff, uh, using these invisible insect demon things, known as To Chow or the Earth Claw. So, mm-hmm. I kind of, I just recent, I just, like as soon as I was looking at my notes, I realized that was kind of, when I look, finally found the name for them in the manga. I realized that's that's basically like kind of like a verbal connection between Chow Cho uh, Cho and To Chow. So yeah. Um, but yeah, um, in Call of Cthulhu, there's a spell called Spectral Razor, which is basically like you could flavor it to just be like invisible slashing insect demons that you summon for like a short period of time, yeah. um, and it basically does the same effect. It's a uh, you summon a like a, a slashing invisible slashing weapon to uh, to attack somebody at range. So, like there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was. It's just I I could definitely see pulling fodder from from three by three eyes um 
into a Cthulhu or trail, uh, either a Call of Cthulhu, a Trail of Cthulhu, or a Delta Green campaign, either as like the framework, uh, or like as ind- as like individual one shot games, or like just kind of borrowing and ins- be and or being inspired by the ideas. Like maybe because I don't think there is really a um, a campaign out there that that focuses on the Plateau of Lang, right? I'm, I think it touch. There's things that touch on it, but everything from the plateau is actually just how the plateau affects the real world. So, like, I don't yeah. think there's anything set there, from my knowledge, at least. Yeah. So it would be interesting to have a campaign where, like, it is the plateau of Lang is kind of like the goal to fall, like they're like you're you're racing the cultists uh, of like half half human half monster people to to get to the plateau of Lang because there's some kind of like thing sealed away there. Like maybe it's the tattered the tattered high priest or something um, they're trying to get to, or uh, there's some kind of other thing that you've added, or maybe you can like combine like Kunlun with Plateau of Lang. So there's like some like demon God slumbering on the Plateau of Lang that, that they're the, the monster cult is trying to summon into the real world. So hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've, I, I was able to like glean and like kind of postulate on for uh, a kitchen segment. So uh, Adam, I think I've talked enough. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Do you, do you have Do you have anything? <laughs> well, here's since I haven't rewatched it, I'm I'm a little lacking on certain details like that. But I think the one th- I've got two little tidbits, and it's more structural things that one could do in their games. Uh, first off, you know how you and I have this problem when I run games like Delta Green and stuff like that. Like you got to get this buy-in to like why would my character do this why am i not just turning around and going the opposite way and i think it would be fun to borrow from the introduction of three by three eyes and do a role-playing game like i'm kind of thinking right now because i was so poorly treated in my last fear itself game but uh Uh, but i think it would be fun to do a game like fear itself where the protagonists encounter something and uh like like a pie like entity and then all of a sudden they're kind of drawn in to this this battle and i would even go a step further and say you know how like video games have escort missions i would treat the entire game like an escort mission yeah you have immortality like if you're playing for yourself you know if you get killed you will be resurrected you will start coming back together yeah. Like I'll, I'll even probably start. We'll do. We'll start doing almost death saving throws for you to regenerate your character. But everybody in the game has got to keep Pi alive, if that yeah. makes sense. So, you know, I think that would be a really unique deal. And I mean, that could be a story that, I mean, kind of going on tropes that one sees definitely in like anime and stuff like that, like a school field trip. Yeah. Though I am kind of really touchy about, you know, school-age children and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a college... It's amazing what happens when you get older. Yeah. <laughs> kids <laughs> of your own. You start looking at it like, damn, it's fucked up. But yeah, you could you could do an entire game or it could be just like a one-shot or a mini campaign or something like that where you're trying to solve the main, the main pilot character's problem and you're immortal but you're still like run, rolling mundane stats and stuff like that. I think yeah. that that would be just kind of a unique little take. My second takeaway from this, and this is all right, Chris, I've been playing this game 
I, I mean, it's it's been around a little while. I don't know if a lot of people have heard of it, like Dungeons and Dragons. Are you familiar with that game? Uh, like maybe. Like I don't know. I was. Is that like that Dungeon World game, but like much crunchier? Yeah, I think so. And okay. it's got like yeah. if you're if you're a wizard or a cleric, then you might as well have a deck of cards with spells on it because God knows how the hell can a character sheet hold all that shit. But yep. <laughs> um, I think it would be fun to do a game where you rapidly advance your character. So, you know, you could start out being super squishy level one through level three game, mm-hmm. finish that little small arc, and then do your second part of it, and then boost them up to level 10, level 12, or something like that. So yeah, you start you start a character out squishy, level one to three, you get some kind of conclusion to it, and then you know what? Let let that game simmer for a while. Just yes. go to something else and tell everybody you're playing it again. And I I think I would honestly have a lot of fun to be able to walk into my gaming group and go, all right, got your character sheets. All right, let's, let's go ahead and take it up a level twelve or something yeah. like that. And then just I think it would be fun just to see all of a sudden like the glee in your players' eyes that. Yeah you know, all of a sudden you're a certifiable badass and you can yeah. do this stuff, but also see the fear in her eyes that like, you know, it's we're up like in the we, game now. <laughs> yeah. We're up in the game and oh my God, there's, it's, here's a save point and a, a weapon store in a video game. So, you yeah. know, you're getting ready to fight a boss or something like that. Yeah. It would, and you could even have like four, like several years of past in, in play or uh, in the fiction, like, like what happens here. Um, and so like, you get like, you can even ask like for some vignettes as to like, what, what have they been doing to train and stuff of that in that time, in that time period. And like, why are you now a level 12 character from a level three or four character? Yeah. Uh, and it would also be a nice, like way to transition from like street level, um, stuff, which is basically the first couple of uh, stories in, in three by three eyes to the kind of like, um, the, the next level where like, um, where we're uh well, I forgot his name already. Uh Yakumo's uh Yakumo is just like uh it it's it's an episode it's a scene of die it's a it's a it's die hard where like he's like accepting his immortality ability and just kind of running into a fire to like fight a demon with like a blade. <laughs> like he went from like a he went from like again high school student turned turned zombie to like um tr- uh like uh, supernatural defender in training to um like war or like a like world wo- world weary traveler searching for his uh for his um uh for his mistress i guess yeah <laughs> now they're saying that seems really bad but it's 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 it is technically true in the series mistresses <laughs> yeah mistresses yeah mistress i oh lord but yeah yeah, I think I think that's really just the only two things I can get, go with on it structurally. And I think that it would be fun, and I may actually just kind of put that on the back burner. That would be something, just definitely the making your characters immortal. Yeah. Which, you know, at the same time, you know, for yourself, you're pretty squishy anyway. So I, I, would, I would really like to see how this survives contact with a player to where you know you're not going to die. So you're going to... So how, gonna, yeah. yeah. I think I think the first couple of times I would roll st- I'd have them roll stability when they resurrect because that's still like a horrific like dying is still horrific. Mm-hmm. Um 
or like getting, especially the way sometimes Yakumo dies, like he literally gets splatted, but like like just completely blown away, like blown apart by yeah. a bus <laughs> or by a monster that just like smat, like grabs onto him and just like with incredible strength just splats him on the ground or like tears off a, a leg by and doesn't chomp it off, but like tr- like pulls it off. Like that pain is still there for him for the most part, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not Daredevil. He's not laughing it off. No, no, not at all. Um something something you brought up with like fear itself. It's like uh, and I a certain another angle. I would like to try um uh, a game that borrows from the idea of like Pi's uh that 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 pre or that uh, that usurped personality. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing as these characters and then some mysterious figure or figures show, come 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 around um saying that they know you but like you have no recollection of them or the things they're talking about and then over the course of the next few hours like basically your life completely turns upside down as you come to realize that your bot- your whole life has been a lie or being manipulated by some ex- by some other uh faction and so now you're basically trying to like get your memories back. And then again, like kind of like at the end, like there's a decision that has to be made. Like, do you remain the way you are with this, like knowing that you are not the person that's supposed to be in this body, but you are a, uh, an infiltrator or like some kind of like a, a, uh, parasite, a parasite. Yeah. That's basically just been like, that's, that's been growing and changing and be, uh, and was not, is no longer, its original, uh, pr- not it's no longer it's it, it, it still has it's no longer has uh, it has free will now like it's developed, um, like a, like a, uh, emotions for like the characters around it. Um, do you sacrifice that to so that the per- the the true person can be can be uh, uh, brought back, or do you remain undercover basically, All um, right. and and ruin and ruin some other and ruin some of your friends' lives. You know like, who else had this idea? Hmm? Stephanie Myers. <laughs> You're no kidding. Shit. What? No, what? No. All right. Like Twilight Girl. You know. Yeah, I know. But Twi- oh, oh, are you talking about her other series? The host? Uh, well, it's only one book, as far as I can tell. But it, it was called. Uh, what was it? The host. <laughs> yeah, the host. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like... remember that. I didn't. I can't. Oh my god! You're right. <laughs> so I, I guess somebody else was watching. It was reading Three by Three Eyes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't, like, we're here, all right, all right, internet, just don't go tell anybody this. Like, I have never touched, I was on a book reading committee in school, and uh, we, uh, I had to read some of Twilight, but I can only make it to, I don't know if you've seen the movies, which, if so, I'm I'm sorry, it's basically. Okay, so, don't, don't tell anybody this audience, I've watched the first episode, the first movie of Twilight, and I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch the rest of them. <laughs> I, I I have a wife, and I've watched all of them. But I, like, I, I have, I have uh, some sisters, a mother, and an aunt who were all bawling their eyes out reading the the, the the series. And then I had a friend, like, who who had who had read who decided to read the uh, the whole series because of her his girlfriend, and told me that they were actually interesting, <laughs> and that I should give them a, a read because they like they they do tackle like. Uh, vampires, uh, like, uh, like almost as if like horror, uh, kind of like horror superheroes. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not. I'm not no, I'm good. <laughs> I watched I the first movie. I don't want to watch. The, I don't want. I don't think I want to read that. You're, that whole story's the ugly duckling. Yeah, 
I it's she her name is Belle Swan. Yep. Like but again, she, nothing nothing against anybody who's who does. Yeah. No, does we're not gonna knock things. it. But I, yeah, but, but I, like, have, I, I have read the hopes. I well listened to it on audio. But I don't remember why. Like I saw, I had to read the the Twilight book, and I only made it to the part where she was gonna go dress shopping in Seattle, and then I was like, "Fuck this!" But uh, I, I yep. hope some other teacher reads this one. But um, I did listen to the audio book of the host just because it, it seemed like a unique uh, concept of like there's an alien in a person's body and all that, but then the memories of uh, the human that is there, and it also like it. I don't know why I didn't think of this when we were having the main conversation, but like the host actually has this reverse harem thing kind of going on. Son well, of a- no, it's not reverse harem. It's a harem. Like, yeah. so the girl and the alien both fall in love with a dude. So it is, it is through by three eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Boom. We're, we're blowing the lid off this thing right now. We know exactly. We're on to you, uh, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> You too were a fan of of a, of a manga from like the the, the early nineties and an anime from the mid from the early to mid nineties. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we've made a revelation. We should probably start our YouTube channel now. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, what? I believe this is what my I believe this is what my uh, my co-hosts on our Patreon specific episodes would go. What a revelation! <laughs> when they do a, when they when they discover something or when they like come up with something like mind blowing. All right. So, do you yeah. have access to a truck? I have an SUV. <laughs> uh, that's close enough. So, like, we should both just start filming videos with our cell phones of us talking in our trucks because the social media has told me anything. Yes. <laughs> the smartest commentators on, like, human society there ever are is some rednecks in a truck. Like, I don't know why he has, has or a truck. Some, or, some, or some guys in, 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 uh, in near Chicago who go to the movie theaters and then sit in their car and, and review the movie they watched. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, so yep, I'm sorry I messed up the kitchen. I had to go back no, in the other room and pick up like this ghost of a <laughs> pick up a copy of of your of of the host by Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no, you, you kind of not, nailed it. Also, like I, I could talk about like how I think that like um in in Twilight, I, I think the vampires, based on my the one viewing of the mo- of the first movie, they aren't vampires; they're just serpent people, like from Cthulhu. From the Cthulhu mm-hmm. mythos, like they're straight up, like the the, the sparkling is just their scales, <laughs> and like they're called the cold ones, as in like cold blooded, <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah, like that, that that's like I could go into a whole tirade how like I could turn that entire like the the first movie into just like a, into a Cthulhu mythos, um, uh, like scenario, and just take the romance stuff right out of it, <laughs> or make right. it even wor- make it even darker. <laughs> but, so, uh, allow me to write a check for you then. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like to hear us talk about Twilight for no, no damn reason. <laughs> if you do, I mean, go to we our don't... Patreon, go to either of our Patreon and become a subscriber and then send us a note yeah. saying that this is the reason you, you've uh, you've backed us on Patreon. And I mean, if you're paying us, fuck it. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dirty whore. I'll dance for that money. Whatever. But yeah, if you if like we don't get a lot of comments in this, like we get downloads, we see them, we know people yeah. listen. But you know, like, any kind of patron, ver- or, yeah, to our patrons that are already helping support the show, if you want to like leave, leave us some notes, leave us some messages, like communicate with us. Like if you want to, if you want us to do a Patreon episode of this, like on either of our account, on either of our uh, our respective podcasts, like 
by all means, let us know. And I mean, I'll hop onto RPX yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll drag Adam kicking and screaming to Motel de Rigor Mortis. Hey, and if you make the money good enough, they also wrote a story of Twilight from a male's perspective and the female's a vampire. So one of us, like, we could have like this dual thing. Matt, let me tell you, if I had to read that shit, like, first off, you owe me at <laughs> least I, enough. If I had to read it, you have to read it. I'm going down, you're going down with me. I, if if there's money, like we've got to get enough money to at least pay for an audible credit. Like I'm not even yeah. talking about our pain and suffering. But yeah, I'll I'll listen to that audiobook. I guess if I have to, if I'm being no, paid. I couldn't. I couldn't. She's still gonna go to get a dress when I left off. It was an audiobook. <laughs> oh God! I was mowing the yard while doing it. And I can remember going under a tree, going, "Why is there like three chapters for her crying in her room about Edward? F Edward." I had to say it, guys, because my kids just walked in the house. But yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, that was our shameless plug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get back to the world of anime for a second. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, like I can definitely see, like, a, like, I think in, yeah, so Fear Itself, um, like, you're you're playing somebody, you're you're basically playing, like, um, you're, you're playing a visit, like a, a, a hijacker of somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. That would be my my horror scenario, pulled based oh. off of based off of the um, the the last um storyline from the the second arc of Three by Three Eyes. Kids on bikes would be a much better one too. Much would that I think about kids on bikes because there's actually a non-player character to kind of built into those games that has like special abilities. So you know how like in most of like the '80s movies or something like that with a group of kids, there's one that has like you know telekinesis or something like that there's mechanics already built in for your pie character if yeah. you would like to where and then you know what we have to we have to post that on rpx <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've been wanting to break out kids on bikes for a while it's a really simple and uh, elegant system there is to plug uh, to plug another podcast i wasn't signed because like, they're obviously better than me but i um there's a, a really nice series if you're curious about kids on bikes called a uh, bike brigade I've listened to it quite a bit, and it's um, you know a kids on bikes kind of scenario. But it, it, sorry, did you say bike brigade or best pal brigade? Yeah, a bike brigade. Okay, and th- because they were just calling themselves kids on bikes as yeah. a podcast, I think. And then you know there, I'm sure someone said something, or they decided to kind of switch their brand up a tad bit. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like uh, that's like if somebody like called their podcast Little Fears and then ran nothing but Little Fears. Yeah, it kind of makes it seem official, but. Yeah, you know, you could to kind of, and I apologize for jumping in. I just have to speak, or it it goes out of my head. But yeah, uh, yeah if you did a game like that, and then you could even, I mean, I still don't like the idea of resurrecting kids all the time and stuff like that. But if that's if if your table doesn't have to be kids, it could be like late teens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, Yakumo is like 17, oh, dr- drunk, Drunks on bikes, and they all lost their glasses. And now oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we just, yeah, we just run it like they're like in their 20s. Yeah, they're all washed out. And, I like, mean, to be, to be fair, most, like, mo- I mean, if we're being honest, most most TV shows that have teens, they're they're really just in their 20s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're sure, sir, Michelle Gore, you're 16. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I, I could definitely, I could definitely get behind that. The only thing that's been like holding me back from, uh, uh, <laughs> wow, I almost said men on bikes. <laughs> that sounds like a review or... of sorts. Like they're gonna <laughs> pedal out there, 
bring that little bale. Oh god, on the catwalk. Um, <laughs> I was keep going. <laughs> yeah. So the the only thing that's been keeping me from that is because I I kind of just saw it as like another little fears, and I love little fears to death. So, um, but I'd, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Okay. Well, I I think I got my homework, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll work on that. You, uh, I will, I will, I will try not metagame the fact that uh, my character is not actually character, <laughs> or you think of the immortal, or you think about the immortal one, right? Yeah, the immortal one is just as a you know GM controlled character. Everyone yeah. else is just you can use that character, like you know, I'm going to ask her to lift this. Okay, like you can, like there is a mechanic of using the uh, the special kid. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it, you could basically take that that engine and run. Um, Stranger I just realized that, that. Yeah, I was going to say that's basically also like that's that's ET kind of that's Stranger the Things extraterrestrial. Like <laughs> yes, ET the extraterrestrial. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that's got to go up in the annals of uh, of Al Dente Rigamortis RPX uh, in jokes. <laughs> um, it's also uh, now that I think about it, Dreamcatcher, like because. Um, the 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 main all the kids like all the the characters in that one like all the 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 main characters when they were growing up they they uh, they um uh, they were uh, they were friends with like a, a like kind of a with a with a special boy who mm-hmm. gave them like kind of it's I, I think at least in the movie I'm not sure about the book that they gave he gave them their psychic powers yeah so yeah it's basically kind of like that it's like a like a uh, have like an anchoring like origin or progenitor of their of like the of like the um, what's what's unique about the characters oh god man we could go on this for we, days we could go on this for yeah we're already at uh we're already at like an hour and a half probably or so um but yeah so and also for like creepypasta stuff because this is al dente rigor mortis um honestly the um going back to the uh the idea of like a uh, an occult uh magazine editorial thing i would actually like to see that a little bit i'd like to see that kind of like framework for like rather than like it always being a detective or like a police officer investigating something creepy or like having random children or teens going and investigating something they really shouldn't be investigating what about like journalists or um uh or uh like somebody who's who's in like a field that like is is their their job is to like uh to oh, find what? cryptids uh like for like uh the what is the the no, no, Weekly no. World News, the Batboy uh, newspaper tabloid. Yeah. Oh, I got um, it. I got there's it. That. Okay, you, yeah. could do, you could do claim suggestions for an insurance company, and you're just oh. going out, going it's like <laughs> they, they keep sitting up. Oh, this building got destroyed. You go out there, and there's Sasquatch. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, or, or yeah, or you, yeah, there's like a building's been destroyed, and like you get in, and there's this horrifying like organic tendrils of like plant matter and like flesh kind of like just like lining like like that's been like just killed like whatever it was was killed by some other thing and you're like what the fuck did this <laughs> what is this no, like I, I, it always I, goes down to like being this like i want to see the story about the city workers that are dealing with the aftermath of an anime <laughs> yeah the official cleanup crew that's going yeah. in <laughs> yeah um Actually, what's interesting is Yuzo Takata did another series um, called Blue Seed. Uh, it was another manga series, an anime series that kind of made the circuits around uh, English dubs and stuff um, during around the time that Three by Three Eyes was. Uh, I, I I got it again in in true anime '90s like exposure fashion. I I saw an episode or two of it 
from a borrowed VHS tape from my friend's uh, older sister. <laughs> um, so, and it was basically, um, uh, it's it, in a nutshell, it's Delta Green um, fighting the mythos, except the mythos is these weird um, uh, dead or like, or like long forgotten and sleeping um, Japanese gods that are like biomutation or like they basically like biomutate um, humans into monsters um, mm. using this, these using these uh, special like spirit seeds that are basically like uh, they're it's like a special, it's actually like a special kind of like bead in Japanese I, culture. I think I've um, seen this. Yeah. And it, it, it's like a lot of them are like plant or insect based, but like it, it kind of like shows um, Yuzo Takata's like uh, kind of fondness for, uh, for how he designs demons and monsters in in like three by three eyes and even in uh, in blue seed where they're like they're they're some kind of like horrid extrapolation off of like insects and plants, um, mm-hmm. and it yeah focuses around a girl who's who's uh, who's like was uh, given one of these seeds but it doesn't mutate her. In fact, it, it's like it has the nat- the exact opposite effect. So she's like the destined savior um, because she's able to uh, uh, counteract the monsters. Um, and then she's got a, a a monster ally, and there's an organization that works for the government that's trying to secretly fight off these monsters as they come into play in uh, in Tokyo. And so, yeah, it's basically like Delta Green, it, like it, it, whereas Three by Three Eyes would be a Call of Cthulhu kind of game. I feel like Blue Seed would basically be the Delta Green game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just as like a, another thing, like if we one day, you know, go to Blue Seed, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, hey, I, I could do that. I could do Blue Seed. Or I was expecting Gantz anytime soon, but yeah. Well, Gantz, I think we should do that on your show because uh, I think that would be a good a good episode to talk about Eclipse Phase, like just wholeheartedly, just Eclipse Phase and stuff of like that with Gantz because that's straight up, I think, the best system for that ga- for that for for gamifying that series. Oh, I agree. Um. So yeah, I think that's. I don't think there's much else to be said, um, unless you have something. No, I think I've exhausted myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I have anything else to say. Like honestly, like it's it's one of those things that I like, one three by three eyes was one of those those anime series that kind of was definitely that definitely popped up on my radar during those formative years of like getting into anime, getting into horror getting into like creepy like not creepy pasta but like kind of the early stuff like um like i i think this is also around the time i started getting into horror so i started getting into like um like the urban legends and scary stories and stuff like that so just to kind of tie it back in yeah um and and then again like kind of get hunting down all eight of the the anime of the manga that i could in 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 english um and then just kind of forgetting about it for for a few for a few years and then coming back to it it's been inter- it's been an interesting little trip um and i'm i'm thankful that uh that uh, i i listened to uh your interview with uh with uh with the uh, the guys from uh, Kame House Party and uh and thinking too hard about anime to uh, kind of help spark that back into my uh into my life so it's my pleasure i've had a great time sitting down and talking about this today yeah um so uh, I guess uh, that will be it. So um, Adam, would you like to add, or would you like to uh, to plug any kind of uh, things that you're you and your podcast are doing? Okay, sure thing. So uh, yeah, I do the role playing exchange. It is uh, 
www.realpointexchange.com. We have a Podbean, but I basically bought a website. So, you know, you go to either one of them, catch all for stuff currently, which by the time this drops, probably not current anymore. But uh, I work a lot with uh, Aldente Rigor Mortis and One Last Dive. We've got a series going on together for Little Fears that uh, Review Cultists uh, has ran for us. And I had a blast. And, you know, so you can actually catch those episodes on either. Uh, Rope Plan Exchange or One Last Die. It's actually the same episode. It's actually the same host. I'm just putting it on, putting it in the feed. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter at uh, rpxchange dot oh, dot com. At RPX Exchange. You can tell I've been I'm brain dead. And uh, we are also on Facebook at and of course uh, every episode we update we put it on there. But um, Twitter's I'm much more active on it, but yeah, you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash the role playing exchange. And uh, yeah. Oh, also we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash role playing exchange. And if you would like to hear us talk about twilight and uh, (laughs) these, uh, mirror episode where all of a sudden it's i don't even know the name of the protagonist if you want it but if you want to hear us like do this know that a you're you're hurting us and like <laughs> do you like hurting people kind of thing like that but b you know we're gonna dance for that money so if you want to uh grease the wheels on this operation if you will then uh please submit your blood money to us and we would greatly appreciate it mm-hmm. um yeah, no, I uh, I guess I should also yeah uh, I I might definitely appreciate uh, the um, the extra support on uh, posting uh, one less dies episodes to uh, to RPX and like Adam said yeah if you if you jump onto our Patreon and uh, and and send us uh, and then send us a note saying that uh, you backed because you wanted to hear us <laughs> talk about Twilight <laughs> I mean <laughs> it I'm sure like it, yeah I'll I've been it's it's basically one step removed from a creepypasta, so <laughs> uh, I'll do it. I'll, it definitely won't be the worst thing I've read. I hope. It will be the worst demeaning thing I've done for money. <laughs> uh, and, and like Adam kind of brought up, um, yes, uh, on top of doing El Dente Rigor Mortis, guys, um, I and my, my, co- my co-hosts, my regular co-hosts, and... Uh, some friends from out uh, from off the podcast. Uh, we we run we run a lot of tabletop games. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons why I've kind of connected with like role playing exchange and other and some of our other affiliate uh, podcasts of uh, of RPGs and, and tabletop gaming and stuff. Um, so we do have another podcast, a sister podcast of Eldente Rigmort. It's called One Less Die, a Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast. Uh, we currently have a Shadowrun campaign that we've been running for about a year now. And a Call of Cthulhu D20 game that I, the, which was the first Cthulhu campaign I ever ran and finished. Um, and it, uh, it's basically intermittent, like every other week um, is one of those episodes. Um, so if you like, um, if you like Shadowrun, um, if you like magic, if you like cyberpunk, if you like horror investigation in the 1920s, um, if you like little, if you want to know more, a little bit more about little fears, um, at the time of this getting posted, uh, it'll probably, all those episodes will probably have already gone up on RPX and one less die. So, uh, you can just go check them out there. Um, and, 
yeah, for al dente rigor mortis, uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, like leave us comments or uh, comments at all, you can go to al dente rigor mortis on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Twitter. Uh, I'm at Review Cultist, and I'm kind of the the prominent host of al dente rigor mortis that talks uh, about al dente and posts uh, when episodes go up and such. So yeah, you can hit me up there. Um, you can also send us emails at al dente rigor mortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Yes, I know. We have a typo in the name. We're hypocrites. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, you can uh, send us uh, emails with uh, for suggestions of other creepypastas or spooky internet content. Um, uh, cryptids that you want us to talk about turn into creepypastas or game fodder uh an anime series that you'd like us to to discuss i think i might end up having the kame house party guys return to the show to talk about uh my hero academia because i got some words about that world <laughs> uh and there's actually some parts of that world that are kind of creepypasta-esque so um yeah we'll do another episode of anime and brigham mortis if you uh if you uh, uh, are into that kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, oh, and you can also go to our Patreon uh, and uh, select the back tier you'd like to support us at. Uh, we have $2 and $5 tier currently, and either one that you decide to support us at, um, yeah, just send us a note if you want us to do Twilight, and I guess I'll do Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny. It's funny what we do to ourselves, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and we we we're joking or we we joke about like the 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 begrudgingness of it but like honestly thank you to our patrons that are helping support the show because regardless of why you came and and helped to support the show uh you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay and we always appreciate that thank you so much um to the listeners of our show and i guess the creators of the 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 content we're we're discussing thank you immensely um for our listeners for if you didn't talk to us, if you didn't, uh, we didn't get feedback from you. Uh, we it would just feel like we're we're talking into the void, like Adam said earlier. Um, it, it you definitely help motivate the show, and I guess to the creator of you uh, of Three by Three Eyes, Yuzo Takata, if if for some reason you're listening to this English podcast, uh, thank you immensely because without it, without your your tales of the occult and and uh, lost races of monsters and a boy turned into a zombie we really wouldn't have much of a show right now so thank you yeah thank you very much <laughs> yeah um so until next time i have been your host review cultist and i've been adam and i will be tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and this has been al dente rigamortis um, presents anime rigamortis sleep well bye-bye <laughs>